the, the world that I want to help create and the world that I, I think that we can create is one that creates possibilities for everyone. And then there's the other side of the equation is that we also have to empower and teach people that it's their responsibility to get up in the morning and do something about that. In other words, it's not a world where everybody wins, but only some people have to do something about it and other people just somehow get the benefit of the bounty. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, you amazing abundant leader? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the pay it forward community, proving to you that you can live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness. In fact, in my humble but most accurate opinion, you have a responsibility to live a life of abundance and acquire abundance so that you have so much more to pay forward to others. In fact, I would like to hear your thoughts on this. If you push back on it, fine. I'm open to that. I would love to have the dialogue. I'm not right about everything. I'm right about me and my life, but it may not work for you and your life, and you might have a different thought process on this whole idea. My mind has changed and been changed multiple times throughout my life, and I'm sure it will continue to change, grow, and evolve. That's what, we, that's what we do as human beings. So if you would like to get in on this conversation, then go to Facebook and search for Men of Abundance. You'll find the Facebook page and you'll also find the Facebook group. As a listener of Men of Abundance or just somebody who's trying to live a life of abundance, you can request access to the private Facebook group. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. I used to only allow men in there, but you know what? We need everybody's input. We cannot exclude one single person. I personally need your inputs and your thoughts to help me grow and understand your world so that I can better serve others in different ways. So search Men of Abundance in Facebook or click on the link in the show notes, request access, and I will grant you access so that we can continue this conversation and have other conversations around the whole idea of living a life of abundance and paying it forward to others. And if you're looking for ways to pay it forward, then be abundant in your actions today and share Men of Abundance with everyone you come in contact with. Tell them about the Facebook group. Tell them about the ep- your favorite episode on Men of Abundance on the podcast. Show them what a podcast is. Grab their phone. Download whatever podcast player works best for their phone. If it's an iPhone, they already have one built in on there. And if they have an Android, then they can go to any of the number of podcast players. You probably know your favorite. Have them download it and subscribe to their very first podcast they all ever listen to, Men of Abundance. I assure you, they will greatly thank you for the gesture and the invitation to listen to these amazing conversations. Now, our conversation today is with a very abundant leader. And I've been following this man's podcast for several years. I had an opportunity to meet him face-to-face at PodFest a couple years ago. Just an amazing individual. He is named by Inc. Magazine as one of the top 
13 business shows. He runs the Conscious Millionaire podcast and radio network with over 2,000 episodes and heard in 190 countries. He is a number one best-selling author and made his first million at age 25. He is a mindset and strategy expert who mentors small and mid-sized conscious entrepreneurs to grow a high-profit business by making a difference. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to J.V. Crum III. J.V., welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great, Wally. Thank you so much for having me. It's my honor and a big hello to everybody who's listening in today. Yeah, it's an honor for me to have a conversation with you as well. Um, been following you for quite some time. I'm pretty sure I think I first heard about you from, um, uh, goodness, what was it? Um, Coaching Jungle, um, Mark um, Mark Mawinney on his show. I think I heard first heard you on his show a couple times on Natural Born um, Coaches. Yeah. yeah, Natural Born Coaches. He's been on my show. He's doing great work. I really love what he's doing. Yeah, he really is. And then we had a pleasure to uh, meet face-to-face at PodFest uh, this last year and got to sit down and have a conversation with you and get a hold of your book and a fabulous book we'll get into here in just a minute. But where are you at in the world? Well, I'm in Denver, Colorado, where it's been um, last week, 21 degrees and snowing. Oh, my goodness, Chris. <laughs> yes. yes. I've, I've heard nothing but great things about Colorado. We actually almost moved there at one point uh, along my career. Um, but I'm actually out here in Florida and it's cooling off a little bit too. It got down to, I think maybe 72 degrees this morning. Uh, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> having, having lived in Florida most of my life, uh, 72 degrees about now would be cooling down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's beautiful. I love it here this time of year. Anyhow, man, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, JV. What do you have to be grateful for today? Really? You know, I had a major heart attack last year and then I went to, uh, to, um, Orange Theory, love to do, give a shout out to them, and trained for seven months and did a marathon. It's the largest 10K marathon, 50,000 people in Boulder, Colorado for Memorial Day. So I'm honestly, I'm grateful I'm alive and that I'm doing the work I love. That is certainly something to be grateful for. I'll tell you, an experience like that, which I've never personally experienced other than with family members, um, it certainly gives you a different perspective on life, doesn't it? Well, it does. Uh, And in my case, it wasn't that I was afraid I was going to leave, even though I was at ICU for five days. In fact, a lot of doctors came to see me in droves, like seven, eight at a time. And finally, the the Thursday, I went in Monday night, the main nurse that I talked to, she goes, JV, do you know why all these doctors are coming to see you? And I said, no, I have no idea. Um, Because it wasn't like they examined me. They would just come in and we'd talk and I'd tell them, you know, you don't have to worry about me. I've got a big purpose for being alive. I'm not going to be leaving um, and everything's going to be okay and I'm going to heal. And by the way, you ought to listen to my podcast. And she goes, well, we've never had a, we've never had a patient like you, you know. <laughs> Usually the patients are like forlorn and everything. And I'm telling everybody, you know, like I'm going to be fine. I'm going to heal. I'm supposed to be here. Uh, so everybody wanted to come hear me do my spiel. So it was kind of interesting. That is very interesting. And, you know, it is very refreshing. I was in the medical field for most of my adult life, uh, being a retired Army medic and working in hospitals, being around doctors of all, of all sorts. And it's very refreshing when you run into doctors who see things from are, are capable and willing to see things from a different perspective, other than just the Western medicine they were taught in school, right? 
Well, my main cardiologist wasn't exactly like that. Uh, that same day, later on, he um, rolled in a contraption uh, that looked like it was out of a sci-fi movie, and really it just had a screen on it. It's just like huge. I don't know what what else was in there, but uh, the only thing we saw was the screen. And he goes, well, I want to show you catheterization. So I was pre-med uh, originally, and, and so I was very interested. And I said, great, let's take a look. And then um, he says, now I'm going to show you your echocardiogram. And um, he showed that to me, which I had seen because we'd done two of them because I had to be on my side, so I was actually watching the screen. And he goes, see that part of the heart that's not moving <clears throat> so well? And I went, yeah, I see that. And he goes, that's damaged. And I said, yeah, I can see that. And then these are his exact words. He said, it's the best cocktail joke ever. I'm so concerned about you. Here's what followed. Because you're so optimistic about healing. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, yes, that's because I'm going to heal. And then he gave me, you know, I'm also an attorney. He gave me what sounded like a closing argument to a jury about why that was impossible and he kept telling me, you're setting yourself up for expectations that aren't good. You need to accept that you're going to have another heart attack and that you're going to be sick. And I went, no. And in my head, I said, well, there's no need to argue with this guy because clearly what he uh, you know, is telling me and being nice enough to tell me is I have no idea how to heal you. Now, fortunately, I believe in a lot of alternative approaches that there's many approaches to healing. And so I just said to myself, okay, I got to look elsewhere. That's fine. And I did. And three months later, the functional medicine cardiologist I had called me excited because we'd done a stress test and another echocardiogram. And he says, ah, for all practical purposes, your heart is healed. Mm -hmm. and, um, and actually, this week, I'm going to do another stress test and echocardiogram um, you know, to see how things are going. But I think a lot of it is making a decision. You know, mm, yeah. I, I, I have a cousin who goes literally to the doctor every week. And he's on, I have no idea how many pharmaceuticals, whereas uh, to me, pharmaceuticals are anathema. They're all toxic. They all have politely called legally side effects. What they really are are toxic things that can cause more problems than they, you know, they're purporting to help. And you really have to balance, you know, how much help are you getting versus how much harm are you doing. And if you're on medications for long periods of time, you, you should expect there are going to be some interruptions to your actual healing process or actually causing problems in other areas. And that's not something I'm seeing or something that's controversial. It's just, you know, that's the way medications work. And so um, I told my doctors, you know, there are three things I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in getting old. So I do antioxidants. I do, uh, you know, things to slow and reverse the aging process. I said, I'm not interested in having diseases and I'm not interested in pharmaceuticals. Uh, that's not the life I want. So Really, in the hospital, in the ICU, I made all those decisions and accepted that for a period of time I had to do some of the Western side. Uh, it seemed like it was in my best interest, but I, uh, that was only one piece. The majority of what I was doing was changes in diet, supplements, exercise, meditation, going out in nature. Uh, this summer, I camped out in six weeks, 24 days in three states, uh, New Mexico, Colorado, and uh, Wyoming. And so I changed a lot of my lifestyle and my approach and taking times for reflection that I wasn't doing before. And I think that's really had a great deal to do with my healing process. Absolutely brilliant, man. You know, this is this right here, guys, talks specifically to 
the consciousness that we're going to talk about today. This right here is true wealth, regardless of the dollar sign, the dollar figure that's attached to it. Uh, and I, I'm telling you, the conversations that I've had over the last three years and beyond uh, about people who have healed themselves through thought, laughter, uh, enjoyment of life, and quite frankly, uh, healthy eating, uh, as opposed to pharmaceuticals. Uh, it's just an alternative that you really absolutely must explore. And especially to the gentleman who you're talking about that goes to the hospital on a regular basis, you know, your mindset can also make you very, very ill. So JV, you know, we talked a little bit about your professional life, you know, what you're doing professionally. But here at Men of Abundance, we really like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So we're going to get a little bit more personal. You just talked about you were a pre-med, also a lawyer. But let's get a little bit more personal. How would you describe yourself? Well, I would say that I'm really an adventurer. I, you know, I'm on this planet to ex- explore my life, to give to others, to help people wake up uh, so I would say that, you know, it's kind of an adventurer and uh, part part magician because all the work I do with people combines mindset and strategy and execution. So it, it, it combines a number of pieces to help them work through the inner world because you can't build the, the empire. You're not going to get to the first million or the second or the fifth million if you're not dealing with any of the things inside that are actually holding you back, that's 80% of the success that you have in any area of your life. I mean, if you think about what I was doing in the hospital, I mean, the day after the stent, and, you know, it was kind of a painful day for me. But, you know, I was laying there and the only thing I could think about, it wasn't, oh, I'm going to have a shorter life. It's like, oh, I'm going to have a longer life now because I know what was going on and I'm going to take different actions. But the question I kept asking myself was, how can I play bigger? How can I have a bigger impact? How can I help more people? How can I change the world in bigger ways? You know, how can I create that big wave or tsunami uh, with my life? So I was sitting there thinking, how do I play bigger? Not um, not a defensive uh, play, but uh, but really quite an assertive play. You know, where I was going, let's let's leave here and make a bigger splash a bigger wave with my life than I had even planned to. And that's what I've spent most of the time since they're thinking about is how to expand the vision. I took a 10-day personal retreat in Grand Teton National Park the last week of August and first week of September, camping out with a journal. And the only question I was asking was, what's the next five years of my life and what's the next five years of Conscious Millionaire and also my global nonprofit, Conscious World? What do I want to accomplish and what does that look like? What's that going to be like? And that was expanding the vision of what's possible. That's where was a big turning point in my life as well. And quite frankly, I read so many books and consumed so much content. I don't know where it came from many years ago when I made a shift, even before I started this whole abundance podcast and this whole abundance journey. Um, But I made the shift on you know, my own personal success, like, you know, the typical stuff, getting out of debt, getting a bigger savings, investing, doing this, doing that, having a bigger income, bigger house, where am I going to live? Two, what's the impact that I can make on others? You know, and I kept, I know one one source, of course, was Jim Rohn saying, the more people you help get what they want, then you'll, I'm paraphrasing, then you'll get more than you ever imagined. And it's absolutely 100% true. And that's why I bring that up, because I like what you said there about, 
what impact are you going to make? I didn't hear too much about what you're doing for yourself personally, because that all will come, correct? Uh, well, that all will come. But that was part of the five-year vision uh, was what do, what do I want my life to look like? And what was interesting is mm -hmm. that I sat by Lake Jackson. It's the largest lake in Grand Teton. It's quite quite large. I grew up on a four-by-five mile lake, but this is even larger. And when I was uh, sitting at this, um, actually, they had a little picnic area. So I sat at a table, uh, and I love being by the uh, ocean. Uh, in this case, I was by a lake. So I journaled, and the the first four pages had nothing to do with actual financial uh, outcomes. Uh, I mean, it had a house that I want to buy, and that cost money. But it, that was that was even the only thing that was even mentioned. It was really about the quality of my life and who I wanted in my life. And I'm going to get a dog, um, a black lab. I've already named him uh, Sebastian. And, uh, you know, what I what I wanted my life to look like, what I was going to be doing, the kind of experiences and what I was going to explore, uh, where I was going to travel, those types of things were most important to me. And then the last three pages were about money because really it was kind of funny because here it is, Conscious Millionaire. And I said, wow, you've written four pages of a lot of details and now you need to deal with the money part. Mm -hmm. And uh, that just shows you what kind of a shift had gone on in me. Because now I was more focused on the quality of life and what, what the experience would be like for me and my journey. And uh, that really helped me because I actually started out, the first page of it was, what was my purpose? I wanted to re-examine it and I looked at it a different way than I ever had before and I've used that with clients uh, since then, is to really look at purpose on, on a level of what's my purpose for being on this planet for myself, for my own journey, for my own growth? What's my purpose for others? And what's my purpose in terms of society? What am I here to do in terms of creating shifts in society? And that's clearly uh, on two levels. One of them with a conscious millionaire is the shift in how we approach business from a conscious perspective of saying, let's, uh, let's sell products and services that have intrinsic value that in and of themselves uplift and transform, put people in a better state than they were before they bought it. It's not just selling a widget and seeing how to market it to them. It's selling something that actually positively impacts them. And I want to really be a force for teaching that all over the world that this is the new approach. It isn't just about the bottom line. It's about the impact and the transformation we make with our services and products. And the other through my global nonprofit is helping youth 18 to 25, training them in 100 countries to become the next conscious leaders in whatever area of life they feel called to work in and to teach them the conscious principles of how money is created, all with one specific outcome how to create a world in which everyone can win. And so that is my, my laser focus for my global nonprofit is to be a force for creating a world in which everyone can win. And all of that came out and clarified uh, by just sitting by the lake and journaling and taking all this time in nature. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, I love the where you say when you're talking about creating a world where everyone can win 
I have to ask this question, and I want to have this conversation with you because you have much more experience than I do in this regard than than I do, and you've you've had you've been just connected with so many different people. But just because we're doing what we can to create a world that everyone can win, does that mean that everybody will win? And yeah, if not, an, why not? Yeah, that's an important question and a very important distinction. I think that. The, the world that I want to help create and the world that I, I think that we can create is one that creates possibilities for everyone. And then there's the other side of the equation is that we also have to empower and teach people that it's their responsibility to get up in the morning and do something about that. In other words, it's not a world where everybody wins, but only some people have to do something about it and other people just somehow get the benefit of the bounty. It's a world in which everybody contributes to their own life and to the society we live in. That's the world that I'm talking about. And it requires a personal commitment and a personal uh, responsibility that you're responsible for your life. However, the opportunity should be provided for you to do something with your life so that everybody can win. Yes, yes, absolutely. And that's exactly the point I was trying to make with that question. And thanks for clearing that up for me, because it's spot on. I mean, I see people all the time in so many different industries, people in the same exact industry with the same resources, the same education, the same color of skin, the same region, the whole bit, it's all the same. But one's doing much better than the other. And it all comes down to the activities that they do, and the mindset that they have. It's all about those two things that I've seen anyway. Well, a- absolutely. And, and it is about personal responsibility. Every, everybody I know who's ever been successful has taken responsibility for their own life and their own situation. And, and, and as we all know, there's so many examples. I mean, start with Oprah comes to mm-hmm. mind, you know, that come out of very difficult situations and they made a decision that they were going to do something different. In fact, a large number of the people who have been highly successful didn't grow up in a super successful environment with their parents. They made a decision to be extremely successful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can go on and on with multiple stories about that specifically. But, you know, along your journey coming up, I know having a, a mild heart attack is, is no fun, no, you know, no walk in the park. That's a difficult journey to go through. But Everybody has kick-in-the-gut moments along their journey, and we're going to continue having them. It's just part of life. It's part of learning. But if you would, JV, share with us a kick-in-the-gut moment that really took you to your knees, and then share with us what you learned from that and how you came out of that. Well, I think we've really been discussing it because the, the one that uh, you know is most recent was, was the heart attack, is that I had to make uh, decisions, and I made them almost immediately. They're really that I was going to start pursuing a different path and that that path and that I took complete responsibility. Um, I did a, a podcast a week after I got out of the hospital. I literally laid in bed and thought about what I was going to say because I basically had to rest most of the time. They told me that in the hospital. I didn't really believe. And then I got home and had to cancel 28 recordings for my for my podcast and uh, and reschedule them. Because most of the time I was just sleeping for hours at a time and I'd wake up and then I'd go back to sleep. And so I had to make uh, decisions about how did I want to live and what was I going to, what was going to be my approach. And, and really by the, within 24 hours I had 
while in the hospital made all those decisions. And, and the big one was that I simply decided I was going to heal. And, and I could have, you know, it's interesting when you think about the conversation I had with the doctor who said he was, you know, really concerned about me because I was so optimistic about healing. It seemed to me like that should have been reversed, that I should have been the one forlorn. Oh, my gosh, you know, my life's never going to be the same. You know, I was the one who decided to go to, you know, I checked it out with my cardiologist. Is this okay for me to do? And I had to go to, uh, make that decision to go to Orange Theory where I was doing these intense workouts. And initially, the first month, gosh, twice a week was, was hard. And then I worked up to five to seven times a week, five to seven days a week that I was going. I think one week I went twice one day and went eight, eight times in um, the, week before I did, the week before I did the marathon. So it was about making new choices and what, changing priorities. I've, I've been the workaholic type A person and what's now going on is like this weekend I'm taking one day and part of the day I'm going out in the mountains just to see uh, the fall colors and then I'm going to uh, TEDx Boulder. So that'll be about six hours long because those are pretty uh, long events with a break in the middle. And, you know, I'm doing that just to uplift myself, just to have time for me. And I wasn't taking that kind of time before. Yeah, and that time is extremely important. There are so many guys out there who just feel that they have to work, 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 and that's the only way that they're going to get ahead. But man, when you take time to sit and reflect, even in your own home, sit there for 15, 20 minutes and just ponder on one question with no other distractions, it's it's huge to be able to do that, and then especially to get out and just relax and get your mind off everything else. You come back so much more energized with so many new ideas, and it's just an amazing well, way to live that, life. That's, that's correct. That's my message uh, that I, I – what you just said for Men of Abundance is that what I've noticed in the last few months, of, especially taking the time to go and camp for, for 24 days, was my time that I'm taking to do those things are where my biggest ideas for my business and life come from. Mm-hmm. It's not from sitting at the desk. And so now I'm respecting that and I'm turning my Fridays into what I'm calling vision days. So this week, Friday, I have, I'm, I'm actually doing the cardio, uh, uh, the echocardiogram and the stress test. So I've got some things in the morning and I'm going to take some time in the afternoon to, to work on a project at the bookstore. But then I'm taking Saturday as my vision day. That's where awesome. no, no work. Um, it's all going to be entirely about just visioning uh, where I went ahead, what my life is about, and going out in, in nature in that case and then to the TEDx so that I have time just, just to be. Yeah, that's absolutely be- brilliant. You know, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about how you're paying it forward. And I've read – I have not read the entire book. I've read the first couple chapters and – gone through various parts of it because that's just how I read books. Uh, But this book is so captivating. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. And it's a subtitle that really got my attention because that's really what I'm all about. And I love that the the stories in your book and, and how you started out. But if you would share with us how is that paying it forward, your book specifically, and where did that all come from, and what's, what are you seeing coming from it, from the whole project? Yeah, thank you for asking. Well, I sold companies. I had a regional trucking line that 
taught me a lot about business, made made me money. I was living in a four story home and, you know, Mercedes and Jaguars and Porsches and, you know, that sort of thing. But it was totally unfulfilled. And I realized the reason I was unfulfilled is I didn't think I was doing anything that was my purpose. So um, sold the companies and went off on a journey. Uh, I went and uh, stayed at a Buddhist monastery to learn to uh, to meditate. I went to Eslin, which is on the Big Sur coast, which is a human potential development center. I went and lived in Boulder. And I was taking all these two, three-week um, vision quests where I'd go out and camp. And I kept asking, why am I here? What's my purpose? And I went over to Lake Tahoe and uh, rented a place and had a fireplace and a jacuzzi and all that sort of thing for six months for winter to ski all the different slopes. And one weekend, I went over to Cal- uh, to San Francisco. I went a number of times to San Francisco. But this one weekend I went, and it's a three-and-a-half-hour direct drive and uh, because it's all interstate. And I was walking around San Francisco, and I saw this um, stack in, in a, you know, a free giveaway kind of stand of brochures for what was called the Green Festival, which I didn't know anything about. So I picked it up. I just felt pick it up, put it in my SUV. And then when I got home that Sunday night, I got in the hot tub and I'm kind of thumbing through it. And I look down and I see the word conscious. Now, my intuition, everybody's, I work with people uh, understanding their intuition from an NLP standpoint. And there's a certain sequence that each person has. It's unique to every person. When their intuition is right on, in my case, it's visual first, and then I get a kinesthetic. I get a, some kind of a kinesthetic in my body. And in my forehead, I saw the phrase conscious millionaire, and I got a tingling in my spine. And I went, oh, my gosh, that's it. I immediately knew that was the purpose I had been looking for. That was what I was supposed to be doing with my life. And I just you know, sat in the hot tub and really enjoyed it because I said, well, you know, Conscious billionaire is going to be waiting for me as a URL, and it was. So I sat there another 40 minutes, and when I got out, I literally said to myself on the way to the computer, this is my assignment. And I was excited because I didn't know what conscious millionaire was, but I knew that it was a very uh, exciting phrase. And for a couple of years, I've been saying, you know, I want to help people become millionaires. I want to help people become financially successful because I knew the difference it had made in my life. But I didn't want to do what at the time a lot of people were, I would call it selling the box, you know, for X amount of money. And it was just how many boxes could they sell and that's all they cared about. And that's what Mm -hmm. was going on on stages and pitchathons that, you know, probably uh, many of you who are listening went to some of those kind of things. And I said, that's not what I want to be doing. I want to do something where somebody makes money and they're fulfilled in the process because I hadn't been fulfilled in making my first money. And I know that a lot of people aren't. And it's true today that a lot of people make money or even own companies in a way that doesn't fulfill them. And I said, well, I, I want to put all that together. So that's where Conscious Millionaire came from. And then fairly soon after that, I started, you know, I created an audio, a first audio program and sold that. And then, you know, I was thinking about, well, I should write a book and figure out what this is all about. So that really was the impetus was and understanding that this is why I'm on earth, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And about six months later, I got, in a similar kind of way, the phrase Conscious World. I trademarked both of them, and Conscious World Foundation is my global nonprofit that now 
we're going to be going into 100 countries. We've done uh, work with youth in 10 countries. But I, I don't want to play big with that and make that, you know, ultimately, the biggest thing I do with my life is helping to transform the culture of success into a conscious culture about everybody winning while teaching conscious principles of business that it's about making an impact, that that's the way you make your money. It's not just trying to find something that you can sell people, but in, in no way really helps them. And, you know, and the example that I use, because it's just so obvious, uh, you could sell cigarettes. But mm -hmm. cigarettes, I think we can all agree, have zero intrinsic value. In fact, they, you know, it's well documented. They have to put it on every package. They have to put it in every advertisement that it causes cancer. Mm -hmm. So you're selling something that's going to actually kill the person for using it. So to me, that's, that's not the future. The future is services and products that actually intrinsically have value that, that positively impact and transform somebody so they bought it and their life is truly better off. Yeah, yeah, and I appreciate you for that. I, I agree with that 100%. There are other products out there, quite frankly, that are nothing more than vanity products, uh, yet in many cases are very harmful to extract from the environment, <laughs> we'll put it that way, and are, are gained through slavery and through ill, uh, you know, other means that just I don't resonate with at all. So I don't support that. Uh, so I greatly appreciate you doing that. In fact, I've had people contact me that wanted to, and not cigarette companies or other companies, just specific companies that wanted to sponsor men of abundance or somehow contribute and get advertisement on the show or on the website. And it's, they just weren't, they were not business models or they were not products and services that I personally resonate with. So I declined. Well, I appreciate that because I think that's, um, what we have to do. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to take it, you know, they, they always say, be the change you want to see in the world. So, um, that's me doing my small part, but I greatly appreciate that. And how's that, how's that working out for you? How's there, how's that not just working out for you, but working out for those that you're impacting or that you're reaching out to, to help in that way? Well, that's what I do with my, my private clients is that I help them build their companies and, you know, most of my private clients want to get to their first million or they're at that million and they want to get to the next million and they want to do it quickly. That's what I really like to help people do is like, how can you play bigger and how can you get there faster? So I like to put the two together and every person that I'm working with is on fire about what they're doing. They're excited about what they're doing. They feel like it's their purpose in life and we're crafting it into a highly profitable business. So to me, that's the biggest win that you can have. Yeah, I totally agree. Have you, um, what you're talking about, um, I've only, heard, well, I haven't actually had a conversation with him. I look forward to it at some point. But have you ever heard of Yannick Silver? Yeah, Yannick's been on my show uh, a couple of times. Yeah, he's a, he's a, I was introduced to him through Mike Dillard. Um, they were business partners at one point, but he's got a book called Evolved Enterprise. And it right. talks a lot about, you know, the Tom Shoes and, and other companies out there that are for purpose uh, businesses as opposed to nonprofit or even for profit. <laughs> I love the for purpose uh, business model. Yeah, so the for purpose actually is a for profit uh, model. Right. Uh, but what they're doing is exactly what we're talking about is building a business that, um, feels like it's your purpose, 
And then what they've added to it is an additional purpose, uh, like with Tom's shoes, that for every pair of shoes they sell, they give a, it's not the same kind of shoe, but they give a shoe to someone typically in a third world country that doesn't have shoes. So I think that's a great way to put business together. It is. It really is. And, you know, when you're doing stuff like that, you really have to look at the impact that that makes on the on that environment, on that country. And Tom Shoes has uh, made a heck of an impact. And part of the impact wasn't exactly what they expected. So they're going back and, and you know, reworking their business model um, because they truly want to make a difference. They're not just out there just to big, build a big name for themselves. And guys, there are many, many other businesses out there that are doing something very similar in different ways and making a huge impact, at least on their community, on the environment, and in some cases, the world, like JV's talking about here today yeah that's absolutely true i really think that's the entire future trend that we're going in and Mm -hmm. you know millennials are all interested in transparency they're interested in well what is your business doing for good how is your business set up is is it providing something that's positive to people so millennials are already there so everything from that generation um, and 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 lower age that are growing into you know being adults and then they'll be in their forties and they'll be fifties, you know that's already the trend that we're headed to and that's why I want to spur it on by helping people in a hundred countries uh, become conscious leaders. Some of those will be business leaders. Some of them will go in many different areas of life and bring this philosophy that we should all win and that we should be selling products and services that have a positive impact on the people who buy them. Yeah, totally agree. I absolutely love it. So, JV, we're at the part where we're going to pay it forward. Are you ready to do that? I'm absolutely ready. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. It's a great question, um, Wally. And what I'm going to share is my formula for creating wealth. Now, actually, you can use this formula for anything that you want to create. But let's talk about wealth. And here's the formula. It's in Chapter 2 of my book. And Big, big spoiler, I'm going to be giving you the link to download my book absolutely free. When it launched, it was the number one book on all of Amazon. It was number one in 34 categories. We had 50,000 downloads in three days, uh, which was very exciting. And um, here's the formula for you. Conscious, focused action. And that's really the formula for any level of success and wealth that you want. And I'll just go over it briefly with you. Conscious is about knowing what is that one specific number one priority outcome that you want to achieve in a specific period of time, say 30 days. And why have you chosen that priority over all the other priorities that you could have chosen? And then looking at, well, what other resources might I need? And then how am I going to get there? That's the conscious part. And when I speak, I often ask, how many people think the conscious part is the most important? How many people the focus part? And how many people think the action? Uh, typically, about 80% choose the action part, because we've all heard take massive action. But really, it's the conscious part. And this is where a lot of entrepreneurs you know, fail to get out of that 100000 or they get to a quarter or a half million, they get stuck, because they're wanting to go out there and take all the action but they haven't spent enough time at the conscious stage, which is where the real money's made because you're making the right decisions and you're creating a plan to go forward. Then at the focus level, you've got to focus your mind, you've got to focus your heart, you've got to focus your body. Your mind you focus by 
continually asking the right questions and continually focusing your mind over and over and over a day uh, during the day at what it is that you want to achieve. I talk about the heart as I, I think the best way to understand that is do you have your full heart in it? Are you all in? Because I'd rather work with somebody, I'll I'll put my money down and bet on somebody, let's say it's not even in business, let's say it's in athletics, that two people have not quite the same athletic prowess. Maybe one has a little more than the other, but the other one is more determined to win. They've got their whole heart in it. That person is much more likely to win than the person who even has more skills. And that's also true in business. And then the physical part is really what we've been talking about. It's having enough sleep, eating the right nutrition. Um, your body is ready to take action. If you're sick, if you're sluggish, if you're filling yourself with caffeine and you're filling yourself with carbs, your body's not going to be performing at the same level. And so what you've got to do is have your body clean, exercised, sleep well. You know, now I sleep eight to nine hours a, a night because my body you know, is healing during that time period. There's a whole lot we could go into about how the body heals and goes through metabolic processes while you sleep. So when somebody says, oh, I only sleep five hours, they're not really giving their body time to go through all the healing processes of how we rejuvenate and how we actually are going to be on the planet longer with optimized health. So your body's got to be ready to take action. And now you talk about the actions themselves. Well, there are three steps here. One is I would encourage you to not only choose what's that number one priority for the next 30 days for yourself and why are you choosing that over all the other priorities you could choose, but list out all the major actions you're going to have to take, you and your team, in order to achieve that. And then the second part of the action step is put them now that you've got them all listed out. Don't worry about the order initially. Just, just brainstorm what all needs to happen. And then put them in the order in which they need to occur. You'll probably notice that you, you left out some steps. Either you kind of assumed them in the back of your mind. But pretend for a moment that you're going to be explaining this to somebody else. Even if you're the one who's going to be doing it, it needs to be clear enough that anybody could read the list and know exactly what to do. It's like a recipe. It's like how would you cook a cake? You wouldn't leave out the eggs because you've got to put the eggs in at some point. And you wouldn't put them in. Uh, after it's all cooked, you just crack, you know, three eggs on top of your cooked cake, you know, this, this is probably not going to be the best tasting cake. I don't know you're going to get a lot of buyers right there. It's like, oh, want to come over and have some cake? I'm cracking the eggs on it right now. And then the third part is to ask yourself, is there anything for each of the steps that needs to happen inside your business, inside your team, or outside? Like maybe you need uh, some kind of a, a logo created or an image created, and you're going to a place like Fiverr, and you're going to have somebody do that. Well, you've got to have that done enough in advance so that you had time to tweak it. And you've got to consider all of those pieces and take action. So conscious, focused action. Gentlemen, that is the way to make it to your first million and your next million. That is the secret sauce. Man, I love it. I absolutely love it. I've, I read that in your book too, man, and I'm 100% on board, man. What rituals, you already named several rituals, several things that you do within your life so that you can perform at the highest level that you possibly can. What other rituals make a huge impact in your life? Yep. Well, certainly exercise is really important. Um, that's something I'll be doing uh, in about a couple of hours today. Uh, but camping is a ritual uh, 
Now in Colorado, camping is good about five months out of the year because we get we get cold kind of early, and we this year we were snowing and freezing on May twenty first. Mm. In fact, we had two snowstorms in the month of May where it was freezing. Uh, so, but you know you've got you've got four or five months you can go camping, and I do as much as I can. It's a ritual. When I go camping, the real ritual is that I have a fire, and the fire is a very spiritual time for me. So I. You know, as soon as it's beginning to get dusk, I light a fire. Sometimes I'll have it for two and three hours, and I'll just sit there and stare into the to stare into the fire and just to allow myself to be. And it's amazing. Sometimes I'll take paper, write out all kinds of things that I want to get rid of, and I'll burn them up in the fire. So that becomes part of the ritual as mm-hmm. well. I like that. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> well, I lived in Hawaii. I well, I grew up camping a lot. I mean, we were always going out deer hunting and fishing, and you name it, we were always out. And then, you know, 25 years in the military, I lived in the woods quite often, <laughs> in various places and countries and whatnot. And that was fun sometimes, but not always. And I literally woke up with six inches of snow over me at a couple points when I lived in Germany. But um. When I was in Hawaii, one of the things we loved to do is sit out there on the beach with the big fire. And half the time, there's like eight or nine of us sitting out there, not saying a word. Just a bunch of guys out there and, you know, a couple, you know, our wives and kids. And a lot of time, we're all just sitting there just quiet, watching the fire. It's a great time uh, to reflect and just think about what's going on in our lives. I love it. Yeah, it is a great time. And and, uh, and I like uh, the image of your family around the campfire and and also having some quiet time with the campfire so you can just reflect and be there and even share your your thoughts of what's occurring for you yeah excellent so other than your book what else would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why yeah absolutely the gift of adversity by marcus aurelius anderson uh so marcus was in the army and uh, was ready to deploy and woke up one morning, he was 40 years old, uh, paralyzed from the neck down. And so they helicoptered him to the hospital. He died twice on the operating table, woke up in ICU, unable to move. And the doctors told him, if you don't move within five days, you'll be paralyzed for life. And so they, he didn't. They shipped him off kind of through the corner of the VA where they put the vegetables, uh, which was very depressing for him. And after three or four months, he decided that he wasn't willing for that to be his future. He had to convince them to do the rehab because they thought it was a waste of money. And then he did the rehab, and it took him a total of two years. But he, prior to this, had four black belts in martial arts. Now he's a black belt martial arts instructor. He's a mindset coach for business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, executives, CEOs, and He's living an amazing life because it was really the power of his mind and making a decision that he was going to heal and that this was not going to be his life. Wow! So yeah. that's an incredible book, The Gift of Adversity by Marcus Aurelius Anderson. Okay, I'm going to have to look that one up because I was looking, I was looking it up, but I'm not finding Marcus as the uh, author, so I'll have to definitely look that up because that... I love stories like that, and they're so uplifting for times when I'm going through something in my own life. And believe it or not, guys, I do too. I have moments in my life where I'm getting too comfortable 
things aren't working out the way I want them to or planned on them to or would like them to. And it all comes down to has a lot to do with my mindset and just personally I like to get out of my comfort zone, and I, when I realize I'm not getting out of my comfort zone, I'm just not making things happen. So, I got to get a hold of that one. Yeah, absolutely. And also, he's our only guest host on the Conscious Millionaire podcast, Conscious Millionaire show. Uh, we're six days a week, so he's one of the days. And so, you can go to consciousmillionaireshow.com. You can sign up, and you would also get once a week. You'll get his show, the Epic Achiever Show. That is part of it's the Conscious Millionaire Epic Achiever Show, so it's part of our network, and uh, and it's really a tremendous show. I think you'll enjoy that. And I want to remind you that on Saturdays I do a solo show, Conscious Millionaire Mindset, ten minutes, so you can listen to it over the weekend and really focus on making a shift in your mindset that's going to allow you to tap into more abundance and build your business more more uh, quickly. Excellent. Yeah, thanks for sharing that too. Because, and guys, I'll pause here during the pay it forward um, round. But conscious millionaire, and you know the whole the whole network is absolutely amazing. I highly recommend you uh, go check out the Conscious Millionaire podcast and anything else attached to it because it's absolutely brilliant. I love it, and it's part of my uh, weekly activities is listening to something. uh, One part of that show from time to um, th- sometime throughout the week. So well, I really, I really appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. Wally so much. Um, we're in our sixth season. We have over 2000 episodes and 12 million listeners. And, and I have to say it's uh, it's incredible. I'm doing six interviews on, I batched the interviews. So Thursday I'm doing six interviews. I'll be interviewing Harvey McKay. Uh, that'll mm-hmm. be coming out in November and um, he's got a new book coming out February 4th, so we're going to have another interview with him for February 4th and the launch of his new book. It, it's, it, it's an incredible journey having a podcast and getting to meet all the amazing people that I have an opportunity to, uh, to meet and have on the show. Oh, that's an understatement, man. <laughs> I've had the opportunity to talk with amazing people that I would have never had the opportunity to have a conversation with you, for one. Uh, it's just an amazing platform t- for me to uh, get uplifted and get more information and pick the brains of people I otherwise wouldn't have had the opportunity to have conversations with. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance, JV? I think there's an internal lynch pin with most people because I've done so much internal work with entrepreneurs as part of what I do. I do the mindset strategies and execution. I find that those three pieces, you can really increase your vision of what's possible and you can get there a lot quicker, which is the two things that I want to do with everybody I work with is I want them to play bigger and I want them to play bigger faster so that they're making their impact in the world, really getting their, their message out and also making uh, much more money than they were making before. I I like to bring the two together. And I find that inside most people at some level uh, is a deserver-worthy piece. In fact, in my book, in chapter eight, I talk about uh, abundance mindset, and I had seven beliefs that many people have. But after working with so many people, I realized that the one that really mattered the most was the worthy and deserve. And once we identify that and shift that, it's amazing how many other pieces begin to shift because it's about allowing ourselves to receive. And in order to allow ourselves to receive at a deep level, we have to believe 
that we deserve it. And then the next piece, and you know, if this is you, then I'm just saying this with love, is being 100% committed all in. Remember when I was talking about conscious focused action, I said the focus part that to me, you know, really would make the difference between the person who wins and the person who doesn't is that at a heart level, they're 100% emotionally all in. You've got to play full out and be all in and identify any ways in which you're actually holding back because those ways will impede you building your business. They'll impede you from having the abundance that you could have. So deal with that internal piece and also being fully committed. Yeah, listen, guys, this is something that really came up in my life just recently. Uh, when I started this, my whole process, my whole coaching business and and doing what I do. And I thought, you know what, I have enough income, I'm well enough off that I really don't have to work that hard. I just want to take out a couple clients, you know, just to pay for my Disney and theme park obsession, and travel a little bit. And I found that I just wasn't making the impact, the fulfillment you were talking about earlier, JV, I just wasn't, the fulfillment just wasn't there. I knew I could do more. And it was just plaguing me. So I had to reach out to more people and make a bigger impact. And it's really made a big impact in my life personally, fulfillment wise. Um, I'm sleeping much better. I'm much happier. And I'm able to do the things I want to do because I am making the impact uh, that I feel that I should be making at this point in my life. Uh, so you have to take some inventory of yourself and see where you're at with that and then adjust accordingly. So thanks for sharing that, JV. It's huge. Uh, absolutely, Wally. And, and thanks thanks for what you were adding to it because this is an area that's going to make a huge difference. And and both of these areas, if you think about it, you know, I work, I'm a, I'm a great strategist. I love building strategies. And that can include your business model and the execution, which is really about systems. That's how you execute to really grow and scale a business. But here's what I found over and over and over again. And it's kind of like the laboratory of talking to so many people and realizing the same kinds of things come up again and again and again, that the real difference between the big winners and the people who are, as I call it, playing in the little ripple pond and not getting out of that pond so they can create a big wave with your life is the internal mindset piece, the consciousness of who you are, what you believe that you can accomplish with your life is going to really determine the majority of how you accomplish it. So you've got to have great strategies, you've got to execute, but those are not sufficient in and of themselves. I think the 80% factor is really the internal piece. You've mm -hmm. got to do that work and you've got to do it with somebody who knows how to go inside and kind of do surgery with you, remove the pieces that really aren't serving you, transform them into empowering states that you can be in so that you truly are not only having a big vision for your life, but you're on fire because you really now finally believe you can do it. Yeah, I know that for a fact, personally. There's no doubt about it. So JV, what does being a man of abundance mean to you? Such a great question. Uh, to me, it's a holistic answer. It's, it's not just the net worth or the money in the bank account or the investments that you have. That's a piece of it. And I think that people who say I'm living abundantly but um, don't have any money are lying to themselves uh, because they're missing an important part and there's not an, a true abundance flowing in their life. But I think it's mental, 
it's emotional, it's physical, it's your health, and your health is mental, emotional, and physical. It's not just your body. You know, if you think about my story of having the heart attack, being in ICU for five days, um, so it was a pretty serious heart attack. But within the first 24 hours, I was making a decision, not only am I going to heal, but I'm going to play bigger than I've ever played before because I really want to make a huge difference with my life. It was like a wake up to me, not a wake up, oh, you might leave, a wake up about what was really possible for me to do because I finally had time to just lay in bed for five days rather than being a workaholic. And many, many ways, I think that's what really woke me up. I went, wow, I could be playing so much bigger. How can I do that? What does that look like? Who will I be impacting? How will I be transforming their lives? How will their life be different? How will their businesses be different? And as a result of that, how much bigger will they be making an impact with their own life? And I realized that for me to make my biggest wave, indeed to make a tsunami with my life, it was about helping many people make their big waves. Not just many, but millions of people. And one of the things I get to do is we have 12 million listeners through my podcast. I look at my podcast as a training that people ought to listen to the podcast because they're getting training from some of the best minds on the earth. I have such amazing guests. And that's exactly what you're doing. And it's why you're listening to the Men of Abundance podcast right now is that you realize this is a source that literally nurtures you, inspires you, motivates you. And Wally, I just congratulate you with all that you're doing with the Men of Abundance. I greatly appreciate that. And, you know, to make a very specific point, like you just said, the more you listen to this and the, the more conversations that you have, I literally just now built upon what we were just talking about when I was talking about making it being bigger because my initial thought process was I have these skill sets, mindset, and I have these business strategies and marketing strategies that I know for a fact work. I have data behind them the whole bit. So I'm just going to do just enough so I can make enough money to really, you know, enjoy the rest of my life and, and travel and, you know, go to Disney and Universal and all this kind of stuff that I enjoy doing. And what I was doing was, although I knew I was providing a service, I was really just doing it for the extra cash, <laughs> not to really make an impact. The impact was happening. Don't get me wrong. But that wasn't the entire intent. And when I made that shift and said, no, I'm going to, that, that's going to happen. That, that income's going to come. That money's going to be there. I'm going to get duly compensated for my efforts and for my knowledge and for my time. But I have to make it bigger than myself in order for it to truly make an impact. So thanks for that, JV, because just what you just said really made me open that up. And I got to make sure I journal right after this uh, to ensure that I get that out of my head and end up onto paper and, um, and reflect on that even more. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, brother, we are going to close this up. Before we do, what did we not talk about? You want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today and share that link again and anything else you'd like to share uh, so that our folks can get a hold of you and get more of you. Uh, you know, what I would like to end with is how you, you're listening to the Men of Abundance, how you can start living in more abundance. If you've got a business, how to grow the business. So I'm going to give you two ways to contact me. I don't normally give this first one, but I want to do it on the men of abundance is if you've got a five, six, seven figure business, if you've just got it established and you really want to grow it, especially if you want to get to that first million or your next million, I'd love to just hear from you. So I'm going to give you my cell phone. I'd ask that you text me with your name and tell me something about your business. I 
will absolutely get back to you as soon as I get the test and have the text. So I'll get back to you that day as soon as I have a break. My cell phone, and it's in Denver, so it's mountain time. So please not like three in the morning, okay? But um, 303-641-0401. I'm going to give that again. It's 303-641-0401. And I also want to give you a copy of my book, uh, Conscious Millionaire, Grow Your Business by Making a Difference. Uh, You know, I really wrote this book so that it became a handbook for somebody. And, And the reason is that I wrote it in a specific way. I'm going to tell you what that is. I've read so many books. And when, I, when you go to write a book, if you haven't done that yet, you ask yourself a whole lot of new questions like, how can somebody get the most out of this book? Because what I realized is I've read a lot of books on business and you know books on personal development, and at the end of them, I didn't actually know how to do anything that I didn't know how to do on page one. I was inspired, I was motivated, I was uplifted, um, I had you know good ideas, but there wasn't anything practical about it, how to put it into action. So in every chapter, I've got coaching exercises specifically for you. There are over 100 coaching exercises about how to really build your business, how to deal in each of those 14 chapters with that topic and how to apply it to your business to have more abundance. And the link to get my book absolutely free is ConsciousMillionaire.com forward slash free book that's consciousmillionaire.com forward slash free book and i always i'd love it if you would come and listen to the podcast i'd love you to be a part of our community we've got a facebook group you're welcome to come and be a part of the facebook group and that's consciousmillionaire.com it's all at the conscious millionaire site Excellent, JV, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate you giving your phone number. I think off the top of my head, don't quote me on this, but maybe three guests out of over 280 have given their phone number. And listen, every single one of them guys were people at JV's level. They weren't people playing small. Busy people make time for other people. That I mean, high performers, I should say, high performers and people that are actually making a difference in the world make time for other people. And it's it's a fact. It's the people that I've personally dealt with. And that's why I was very interested to find that some of the people I connected with that I thought they're not going to talk with me. They got on the phone right away and literally had a conversation with me before we even got on the phone. So I appreciate your time, JV. I appreciate everything that you're doing. You are making a huge impact. Go out, live your life of abundance, and man, just keep paying it forward. Well, thank you so much. And and I just want to say thank you to everybody who showed up today because honestly, I don't think you showed up for Wally or for JV. I think you showed up for yourself. And I want to congratulate you and just reach out, give you a virtual pat on the back because We need more men of abundance who are going out there living abundant lives, making your difference in the world, and be financially successful by making that difference. That's what Conscious Millionaire is about. That's what Men of Abundance is about. And I believe that's what you're about. And I think that's why you showed up. So congratulations for showing up for yourself and taking your next step forward. I second that. Thanks, JV. All right, guys, so your action step for today is to 
Do whatever it is that you do. Do it with purpose and do it to make a difference. It is by far the best decisions that I make throughout my day is to do everything on purpose and to do everything to make a difference. Whether I'm making a difference in my family's life, in my life, or in somebody else's life, I'm always doing something to make a difference. When I was in the Army and I was an Equal Opportunity Advisor, we referred to ourselves as change agents. We were doing everything to make a difference. We were being the example that we needed to be for our leaders, for those that were subordinate to us, and those that were our peers. It was our job to make on-the-spot corrections when needed and to praise when it was warranted. It is so easy and so rewarding to make a difference in somebody else's life, and it's just the right thing to do. Now, go out, live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.